I think back then, the, the blind spot was data. We would do so much of traditional marketing and we didn't know what exactly worked. But yeah. today, I can actually pinpoint exactly at this second, the customers got excited. It was this taste. It was a third sip. Like we could list everything. So that's data at the end of it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I wish my boss told me that. Today we have with us Priyanka Ganapati, and she is our senior manager for the marketing COE, the Marketing Center of Excellence. And Priyanka has had an interesting career uh, with experience in both startups and in established multinationals. So very happy to have Priyanka here on board. Hi, Priyanka. How are you? Hi, Serge. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be part of this uh, podcast. I'm very excited. All right. Great. I'm very interested to learn a bit more about your career as well. Uh, and I think a lot of our listeners probably as well, because you have a career in marketing, which is a field that excites a lot of people nowadays. So maybe you can start just explain a little bit how you started your, your career, right? And how you ended up in, in marketing, for example. Uh, sure, I would love to. Uh, so, Serge, um, a little bit about me. I'm from Coorg and uh, basically grew up in Bangalore. And I'm a typical 80s kid. Uh, so, during my growing up days, I watched a lot of advertisement and seen a lot of marketing promotions. Um, and uh, if you're from the 80s, you know, the Indian uh, economy just opened up. So, we had brands and products coming into our lives every day. So the city was filled with hoardings and the newspapers were really exciting. We had only two TV channels filled with a lot of advertisements and they were really cool to watch. Um, the reason I'm telling you this is it really influenced me to become a marketing person later on in life. Uh, because back then the way ads were made uh, were literally that, you know, they would um, create a connection between the consumers and the product. Like when we watched it, we would smile. We would want to own these uh, products. It, it gave us that sense. So in, in fact, there was this really famous ad. I, I'm sure most of the people who are listening can resonate or uh, connect to it. was Hamara Bajaj. I'm translating it to you. It meant my uh, Bajaj. Bajaj was a scooter company. And the way they created that ad that literally became the national scooter, every household wanted to own that scooter. So there are a lot of things like the Amul Girl and the Favicol ad and the common man from TOI, I saw, I saw all of this and I grew up. And then um, I decided to take marketing as my career. So I went to Australia to do my master's. I came back and I- Australia? Uh, yes, I went to Sydney. So uh, you were sitting there one evening watching one of those commercials and you said, you know what? Let <laughs> me go to Australia to study marketing. Why, why did you go to Australia? Oh, well, how did you end up there? Uh, after my graduation, I wanted, I wanted to uh, learn a lot about um, marketing, of course. And also, I wanted to have an international experience. And I took, and the, the city looked beautiful. So I was like, yeah, let me just go there and study. And it was great. It was two years in Australia, and it was a great experience. A lot of learning, internships, meeting a lot of people. Great experience. And uh, then I came back. And um, after that, um, I took up a career in marketing itself. I joined one, India's largest pharmaceutical company. And from there, I moved to uh, India's number one media house. I worked for a couple of startups after that. And today, I'm with ABI, the world's largest mm -hmm. manufacturer. 
It's been 12 plus years, Serge. Uh, super exciting. I've actually seen the transition of traditional marketing to digital. Uh, the, the, I've been part of this whole evolution and it's been a great ride. And I know after this whole big pandemic, it's going to get even more exciting. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. All right. So tell us a little bit more about those, some of those changes that you made because you started in a big multinational, but then somehow you, you ended up in a startup and then again going to a multinational. How, how did that go and why did you move from a big multinational where you probably have a lot of career opportunities all of a sudden to start or, or to work in a, in a small startup? Um, so Serge, I would like to tell you one instance. When I started off my career and I, I got a small team and I was supposed to do traditional marketing, it was great. I had a team of developers, I had a team of uh, graphic designers, copywriters. This company uh, invested a lot of money in terms of traditional marketing, that was TV, radio, and it was great learning. But at some point I realized uh, we were lacking web presence. And of course, my senior management was like, think out of the box, come up with new channels, uh, you know, develop new ideas. So I was experimenting there and I figured we lacked a lot of web presence and I took it back to the management saying that we need to build a website. Initially, it was a no, because this is uh, the mid-2000 uh, surge, and we need to realize that a lot of products and companies back then didn't feel the need to have a website. They, they believe like trade shows and exhibitions and TV would help you get all the marketing and visibility that you need. And I'm somebody who would sit and research and look for stuff, and Google was already Google, right? You're searching and learning everything from Google. So I had to build like a case study, bring in a lot of data points, show them, um, you know, a similar products in the industry who are using websites and to convince the management that we invest in digital presence. They gave me one lakh rupees and they said, figure it out. <laughs> That's like $1,500. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, fine. I took it up as a challenge and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. So I pulled out one uh, developer, pulled out one copywriter and it was me. We upskilled ourselves. We learned how to make a website. We learned SEO. We learned digital marketing strategies. We did a lot of trial run internally and we had a successful model. And I remember six months later, I went back with 10 potential legit leads to my uh, management. Mm. They were quite impressed, but they're like, oh, this is so slow. The same one like we put in a trade show. We don't have <laughs> leads. <laughs> but I know today when I speak to them, they're like, it was a great initiative because today they have an online revenue of seven figures. So, which mm. is amazing from that website. So, yeah. Yeah. And so what was your role in the startup? So when you moved from uh, the big pharmaceutical to the startup? Oh, in the startups, typically, again, you're, you're setting up things from scratch. Uh, you have very minimal resources. You have a minimal budget and you have to make things happen in, in a limited time. You don't have a lot of time to turn things around. So uh, the learning was enormous. Uh, the pressure was a lot, but that kind of helped me uh, uh, turn things around. Startup was definitely a great learning, but it had its own limitations. Hence, I moved into a larger company after that, taking all this learning. Yeah, that's what it's been so far. Yeah. So you've been in marketing now for about 12 years then, right? You, yes. you said. So yes. you saw how marketing uh, evolves. Uh, and as you said, became probably more and more digital. And now for sure with the tech giants, uh, a lot more data driven than, yes. than it was before. Yes. So how, how do you constantly upskill and reskill yourself, right? Because people might think, oh, marketing is great, but marketing as it is today is probably very different as marketing as it was 10 years ago when, when you started. Yes, like even the way we did SEO 10 years back was now is so different. 
uh, what I, I did SEO already. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so what typically happens is, uh, Serge, um, at least now, I, I would say, uh, you know, all the large companies, at least in the last two, three years, what I've seen is they, they're making data-driven decisions. And mm. I think from 2021, that's going to play a very, very significant role. All companies will be functioning with very limited teams and limited workforce, and they're expecting the workforce to upskill themselves and know how to understand data and how to make strategic decisions based on this data. And that's what I'm seeing in a couple of years. Uh, so what I constantly do is I follow a lot of marketing gurus. Uh, Gartner, of course, he's like the father of marketing. Uh, Neil Patel uh, for SEO. I follow Sarah Zeldman, uh, Gary Hamel. Uh, some of the great CEOs that I'm inspired by and I follow them and I listen to their webinars are uh, Seth Fabman uh, from, so from Spotify. Uh, Kelly Bennett, uh, of course, Netflix, uh, Melissa uh, Stelzer from LinkedIn and Ojo for Amazon Prime. So these are some of my top CMOs that I follow on a regular basis. Yeah, maybe talk about one or two of those people that, uh, that inspired you. Know? How, how do you see some of those CMOs leading the way in, in digital marketing? Spotify is something that I would uh, love to highlight about because uh, the CMO believes in delivering stories through music and listening. Um, in fact, uh, it's all data driven, the entire app, uh, the kind of music that is shown to you um, or thrown to you um, is based on the mood. Uh, the kind of music that you want to listen to in the morning is different versus the kind of uh, music you listen to in the evening. There are times when it actually throws in something really random and it would test that if you would like to listen to it and explore it. So it, it gives you that option too. I think mm. we're beginning to try those different kind of things. How else will they throw yeah. more, more musicians or more products to you, more movie to you, more content to you? Same thing with uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime. I'm sure like it's already throwing things that, you know, is mm. your taste that you would like to watch. Um, and that's what that's where the world is heading. Like I, I uh, mentioned to you that it's all data driven going forward, and we need to embrace it. All right. So what is what's what's going to happen in marketing? What what does marketing of the future look like then, according to you? What are the latest um, trends? I guess in terms of the future, it's going to be more in terms like uh, the brands, like we especially, uh, need to connect with technology and human experience. Let me give you an example. Uh, you can tell Alexa, hey, uh, get me a bottle of beer. And in the next 30 minutes, beer is going to show up on your doorstep. But that's still not the best part. I think the best part of the interesting thing that we have to wait and watch is which brand is going to show up. So uh, we know today uh, a lot of brands, especially in the B2B space, are using machines to buy from machines, bots to buy from bots. So will we as brands still continue building this connection between humans because if we are looking at the future where machines and bots are going to be doing all this buying how will they uh, connect with brand emotions and brand connections because they only understand codes and instruction so how this is going to pan out is going to be really amazing the fact that you know everything will be more automated and a lot of your purchases will be done automatically you think it will reduce brand loyalty or somehow the brand loyalty will be, how to say, we will teach our bots, you know, which kind of brands we like. I guess that's when the whole data bit comes in, right? Because uh, if you're going to teach them brand loyalty, then I need all the information about Serge or all the information about Priyanka to build 
the artificial intelligence to come in where it will understand the loyalty. So that that's my perspective. Unless you have something, I mean, what do you feel? Well, if I'm going to order a, a a beer, I would be very shocked if uh, Alexa brings me a couple of Kingfisher beers, right? <laughs> I will not drink. I will not drink those Kingfisher beers. I would rather have Budweisers or Hoogardens. So somehow, I think the 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 brands that we love we we will remain loving those brands the question is yeah. how does you know the automation uh, do we need to teach the the, the yes, bots somehow what are the brands that we want do do they learn yeah so i guess all the data that i have about you will probably go into the machine and that will probably be able to uh, recognize that you will only drink a budweiser or a corona or a ho garden and not a kingfisher so um, i guess you know data is going to play a very important role in building yeah. this future that we are dreaming about yeah the question then is how do you launch a new brand right or or an extension if uh, if you want somehow to launch something new new line extension new flavor whatever it is if a big part of your uh, let's say purchases are going to be automated how do you make sure that you know your new line extensions your new sku's uh, pop up so, so that we're already collecting this kind of data, right? On a day-to-day -day basis, even today, we're trying to understand uh, what every market likes, what consumers right, like in terms of demographics, in terms of age group, what flavors they will like. In a certain occasion, they would like to drink this. In a certain occasion, they would not want to drink beer, but drink wine. So we only we're sitting on all this data. It's So when we're launching new products, this is what we're going to be using. Uh, do they prefer drinking it off a can? Do they prefer drinking it off a glass or a bottle? We, we are sitting on all of this data. So we just use this to launch new brands. Oh. So does it mean that in marketing to be a great marketeer in the future, you need to be a data scientist? Uh, I guess it will go hand in hand. That is the future. That's what I see um, happening. But those are two very skill sets, no? Somebody who's a marketeer, I always envision as a much more creative person who comes with uh, creative ideas, marketing campaigns, Whereas data scientist is typically hardcore algorithms, programming, logic, very, very different. No? Do, do you guess, see? Uh, I agree with you completely, but I see uh, marketing today is just not about creating that emotional uh, level, right? Because I think back then, the, the blind spot was data. We would do so much of traditional marketing, we didn't know what exactly worked. But yeah. today, I can actually pinpoint exactly at this second. The customers got excited. It was this taste. It was a third sip. Like we could list everything. So that's data at the end of it. So if I have the creativity and I have upskilled myself to understand, yeah. uh, you know, the algorithm, I'll be able to uh, understand what my customer needs and program things better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you need, as a marketeer, you need to have a certain, let's say, um, a certain skill set in in data science because you'll need to work a lot more with data than, than yes. in the past. Yes, yeah? yes. And somehow you need to be able to collaborate, right? And talk to the data scientists. So when the data Definitely. scientist come back to you and says, ah, oh, well, we did this random forest model and we did this k-means uh, algorithm, et cetera, you at least know what this person is talking about. Exactly. Because I yeah. think yeah. if we as marketers can manage to get our hands on the right kind of data and we can get a data science to interpret it and convert it into what the product has to be, I think it's a win-win. 
here in India, right? and, and what I mentioned in the introduction in the beginning is that a lot of people are very excited to go into marketing. Uh, yeah. A lot of campus hires always say, I want to go into marketing. Yeah. Great. But do they really fully understand what marketing means? Because the way that you're explaining it now, I think a lot of us have this perception of, again, marketing being an area where you go and you brainstorm, you make nice videos, you make nice marketing campaigns, you discuss with the creative companies about logos, etc. But there's a lot more to it than just that creative part, right? Yes, definitely, Serge. That's just one aspect of it. And um, I've been really fortunate uh, uh, enough, at, especially in ABI, to interview a lot of campus hires. Um, and the first thing they tell me is, you know, I dream to shoot the next Super Bowl ad and uh, I want to be the brand manager for Corona or the brand manager for Budweiser and I want to shoot a Budweiser ad. I mean, all that is really nice, but they need to understand that's not the only thing we do. Uh, there's so much more, uh, you know, that goes into even shooting that ad. Uh, do we really need that ad? How much money you put on the table and what kind of an ad that needs to be uh, actually made? Um, so what I want to tell the younger generation is um, after this whole pandemic, uh, the whole digital transformation for every single brand in the world has changed. Everyone who thought I have a couple of years to go through digital transformation, no, they had to do it overnight. We had to rework, even ABI as a company, we had to rework on our marketing strategies because everything, a very large part of things became virtual in 2020. So even for the younger generation, when they say that they want to manage the Budweiser page to shoot an ad, that's not the only thing that we do. You need to look beyond that. We look at a lot of data within this company also. And only then we decide our strategies. Only then we decide what needs to be done with that brand and how to position the brand, how to take it to the consumers and to the market. And this is what I want to tell the younger generation to start thinking in that direction. Uh, start looking and understanding about what more marketing has to offer. And not stagnated to just logo creation or just managing a page or just shooting an ad. That is that is also a part of it, but not the most important part of it. Yeah. Can you yeah. maybe share some examples of what has happened in the last year with some of our biggest brands? How you know the marketing team has reshaped those brands in the middle of the pandemic? Overnight, when the pandemic hit, everyone had to sit indoors. They had to sit indoors and uh, they were away uh, from their, you know, whole social uh, network. They have, they were cut off from their social network. Uh, and Budweiser was all about bringing people together and having fun together. So uh, during this pandemic, what, what should we do? Uh, so the brand decided to uh, connect people virtually. So the, the WhatsApp, if you see the Budweiser WhatsApp ad initially that they have a bunch of friends saying WhatsApp to each other in person, but the whole thing became virtual. They were on their mobile phones and on Zoom saying WhatsApp to each other. And that ad did really well because at that point in time when everyone was at their lowest, they could connect back through virtual um, mm. you know, phones and WhatsApp and internet and actually greet each other and connect with each other and have a beer together. So that, mm. that definitely was a, a highlight in terms of uh, uh, you know marketing for our brand at that point of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about creating that clear position for your brand. Yes. Versus the occasion and then the emotion that you want attached to that Correct. to that occasion, right? Is there one thing that you would uh, you know tell to our listeners here? Something that you've learned in your career and that you wish your boss would have told you already ten years ago? Um, I guess I wish my boss told me ten years ago was he believed in my idea in terms of uh, building a <laughs> website at that point of time. 
and if you, I guess if we believed in it, it would have been bigger, even more faster. I think that is one thing. Um, and uh, I guess I would tell, like to tell my viewers that things are going to change. Next five years, you're going to see a lot of uh, changes in terms of uh, uh, digitalization. It, it, it's going to be a drastic shift next five years. And that's something that we should look forward to and embrace it. Yeah. yeah. And constant, constantly upskill yourself. It's not because you're yes, in marketing. Yeah. Follow some of the CMOs, follow some of the, the newsletters that you mentioned and stay yes. continuously up to date on what's happening, right? Yes, definitely. All right. Very nice. Thanks a lot, Priyanka, for joining us Thank here today. Thank you, sir. Uh, this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing some insights and uh, have a very nice day. And to the listeners, thanks for joining us again. Uh, if you like the podcast, just like, share with your audience and see you in the next episode. Cheers.